Hello from Bear and Kura, a podcast from the Land of Oz Information Services. I love you, Kura. I love you too, Bear. This is episode five of the Bear and Kura podcast. We're going to talk about gay pride. Why do you think people are gay? I think people are gay like people are left-handed. It's just a natural way that they are. It isn't bad. It isn't good. It isn't special. It's just the way people are. I would agree. There, there is a spectrum, though. Um, there are people who are 100% gay, and there are people who are 100% heterosexual. And the majority of the people are in sort of a bell curve in between somewhere. But I don't think being gay is an abomination. A lot of religions... And, well, well, mainly religious people consider it as such because that's the way they were taught. And I think it's a good fundraising thing for many churches. To, to vilify it and basically somehow cure their children of it? Or how, how do you mean by that? I mean, they can say, oh, well, we need to fill up the, the bank coffers. Let's make a big scare that the gay people are coming to get everyone and uh, please, please give us money so that we can fight this. Okay. Uh, you still think that's pretty prominent, though? Or do you think uh, that's more of the, the past? Or do you think churches still or religions still try to do that? I think society is phasing it out. Somewhat like 20 years ago, People could smoke anywhere they wanted, in, in their house, in their car, in front of their kids, at the grocery store, in church. People began to make it socially unacceptable to smoke. And the pressure that those people applied has come to fruition, and, and, and now it's, it's unheard of to, to have a to have a smoking area in a restaurant mm-hmm. or even a bar. Yeah. It, it's just a public perception that has finally come through. And I think acceptance of gay people is on that path. Okay. W- would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think it's, it's become more, more socially acceptable. Uh, but there's still, I mean, we were lucky in where we live, though, that uh, in, amongst the friends that we have, too, that were accepted. But, uh, I mean, we obviously wouldn't have the, they wouldn't be friends of ours if they weren't accepting of us. They wouldn't be friends, obviously. We're not going to associate with people who don't accept our relationship and love us for who we are. So I think we kind of live in a bubble, our own bubble that we created, which is the proper thing to do. I'm not going to associate or have anything to do with people who don't agree with my lifestyle, agree with you. Why would I want to do or be around those people if they don't approve of my lifestyle? 
So you're not going to give them license to to be bigots? No, no. Why should I waste their time and my time, more importantly, if they they feel, you know, they might like me as a person, but then they, one of the parts that they hate about me the most is such a big part of my life. Why would I give them any mind or uh, second of my time? So, but we're very fortunate kind of in this, uh, where we live, where we don't have to live in the closet. We don't have to hide who we are. And But the sad thing is, there's plenty of places in America still, to this day, where people still live in fear. I mean, it wasn't 20 years ago that it was uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was part of the military uh, policy. But, you know, I mean, things have changed for the better. I mean... Look how big of a deal it was when uh, the federal government recognized gay marriage. Uh, a lot of people didn't realize what that meant for people. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, a lot of people fought against it. But then, you know, then there was people like us who really, we didn't fight for it. We didn't, like, go out and parade and march and stuff like that. You probably did more of that when you were younger. But it was a big deal. My friends were happy about it. But it was... It was more of, uh, it's about time than, you know, this should have happened a long time ago. Well, I think gay marriage was a big sea change of perception. Because before the fight for gay marriage, people perceived gay people as a sexual minority. In other words, they had, uh, they practiced sex in ways that they did not like. And that, and we were gay people. We were defined by our sex. And the the gay marriage movement completely redefined that to now we are defined by who we love, mm -hmm. not how we love. That's a very good point. Yeah, it I... it was a good thing. Yeah. Well. It... It gave grounds uh, for what we stand for, that, that it wasn't just sex. It was, there was more than that, that it was a husband and husband. It was a real relationship. It's who we love, not how we love. It's hard to put in the words, but it, yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's hard to put the words. Like I said, I, I really don't know how to, but it made us equal. And I think that difference is an important distinction because there are some homosexual people who are gay and there are some homosexuals who are not. By that I mean you could enjoy gay sex and, and not necessarily be gay. You could, for instance, if some horrible accident happened to me and I could never have sex again, Mm. I would still be gay. I would still love you. We would be in a loving relationship. Mm -hmm. I would still be gay. Yeah. Uh, I am not defined by how how I have sex. No. Well, I don't think gay defines who we are, though, either. You know. So being gay is a part of you. It's, but it's a part not of me. It's of not all of me. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't wake up in the morning and jump out of bed and go, well, "I'm gay." You know. It's <laughs> It's it's just a part of me. It's just it's it's who I am. It's it's one of my many characteristics. It's just it's part of my my personality. It's part of just who I am. 
and it's either take it or leave it, it but that's who I am and you know so yeah it's uh I wish I could expound upon that a little bit more um but yeah I mean it's it's not all me but it's it's not none of me either if that makes any sense yeah it's it's just part of me it's part of who I am why do you think people are gay I I honestly think people are born born this way um you talk to anybody who who comes out and one of the first questions they always come up is when did you know and everybody goes oh well i i remember back when i was such and such you know such an age and stuff like that everyone has that story when they finally knew i think you're really born with it it's like you said like if you're left-handed uh, it's just it's who you are uh people don't choose to be gay People don't choose to be heterosexual. Uh, it's um, people don't choose to be bisexual. People, you know, uh, people don't choose to be pansexual. I mean, being gay is just who you are. It's 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 just the way you were made, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just it's part of your personality. It's part of your being, and it's just I really think you were bo- people are born that way. Like Lady Gaga says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's an important point. Nobody chose to be gay. I mean, if you could really choose, yes or no, why would you choose to be in a group that is so vilified? Yeah, why would you choose to be vilified? Why would you choose to be a minority? Uh, it's just like like I said, me and you are very fortunate in the community that we live with. We're accepted. But why Why would you want to be vilified? Why would you run the risk of being in certain communities and being attacked uh, for being who you are? It happens today, to this day and age. People are, you know, people yell the term faggot uh, at you or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, the run-in that I had with my computer friends a few weeks ago. Uh, when the one decided, Tell me about that. Okay. Me and, me and my friends, we, a few of my friends play uh, games uh, every Friday night. These friends, where do these friends come from? Back home in New Jersey. They're guys that I grew up with in high school. The one guy that I haven't spoken to in quite a while was on there. And apparently he had a few drinks before he got on there. And we're on Discord, which is a group line where we can all talk. Instead of being on the game, we can all talk to each other. It's like an open forum to chat. So he's on there. Everything's going fine. We're all laughing, kind of catching up on things. And then all of a sudden I hear, homo. I'm like, okay, he didn't say that. Well, the other one of my other friends who runs the Discord line said, hey, that's not cool. Don't say that. Well, then he decides to say homo again. This goes on about four or five times. And then the guy who runs, and sorry, everybody, I don't want to drop names on these individuals because I don't have their uh, their approval to do so. Well, the, the gentleman who runs the line cut him off. And he said, that, you know, I'm not going to put up with that vulgar behavior. Well, he then goes, he asks me, he's like, he's like, uh, did you hear that? I'm like, yeah, I heard it. I'm like, it's not the first time. It won't be the last. I'm just a little caught off guard about it. Well, I acted like it wasn't that big of a deal. But when I got off playing, stopped playing video games on that line, it kind of bothered me. I brewed it on an online. And uh, I contacted one of the other individuals and I told him, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to put up with this. This is a bunch of garbage. It's not acceptable behavior, and I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to put up with it. 
Well, I did get a text message back from the, 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 the guy that did it. He apologized, said I had a bunch of drink, which I didn't accept his apology because uh, I, I, I don't view when people drinking gives them carte blanche to say whatever the hell they want. So I didn't respond to him. I don't plan on responding to him. He, he, he basically let his true feelings out by making a derogatory comment about it. The thing that made me mad is... Uh, I kind of call people like that keyboard warriors because they'll say and do anything when they're on the other side of a chat line or a keyboard. Uh, just like you see people making inflammatory comments online. They hide behind a computer or a screen because there's no repercussions. Uh, this gentleman, I know for a fact, would have never had said it in front of me because he probably would have walked away with a bloody lip or a black eye. So I felt helpless that I couldn't do anything about it. but. I, I felt also relieved because now I know how he truly feels and I just don't have to deal with this person anymore at all. And so. I, I think we've sort of, we, we don't belong to a community that's not gay. We've built a community. That's, yeah. We've chose to be around people that we want to be around. You know, we're not going to be around people like that. We, we, you know what I mean? We just cut them out. We, you know, there's no need for those people in our lives. Why surround your people? Why surround yourself with people who don't approve of the way you live? There's no good that comes from it. <laughs> so, and, and I don't think alcohol is a proper excuse. No, for, never for is. Behavior. It's I'm, it doesn't. It alcohol does not make you do things you wouldn't do. It just it just suppresses your. Tr- it, it allows your, your true, filters. Yeah, it suppresses your filters, and people will always slip on how they truly feel when they drink. I'm a true believer. You, you, you're going to get honest. There are honest opinions about things when they have a few drinks in them. They might do stupid, <laughs> like do a stupid prank or do do something stupid, like run into traffic when they're drinking because they don't think. But you're going to get their their true thoughts in their heads when they drink. And for them, for him to blame, oh, I was drinking a lot. I, I called bullshit. It's, it, it's, don't use any excuse. You felt this way. You said it. Now own up to it. Now you get to deal with the repercussions. And the repercussions are, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. That's, that's it. And the sad thing is, is I'm very good friends with this person's sister. And if she found out about it, she would tear him up. She would literally light him up, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get her involved because it's none of her business, and I don't want to be an outside source of any friction in their life. You know, it might come up in the future. If she asks me what happened, I'll tell her, but I'm not going to go out of my way to be a rat or anything like that. But, yeah, he can, you know, it's just who he is, and I haven't talked to him for 10, 15 years, and I can go another 10, 15 years without talking to him again. So it's no sweat off my back. You don't fit the stereotype of a gay person. How did you figure out you're gay? I, I, well, I don't know. I, I don't fit the stereotype, whereas I'm not feminine or... or uh, people will call me more of a... Like, they're surprised when they find out that I'm gay. I, I don't know. I, I guess I knew. I, I just knew. Uh, I always seem to be more attracted to men. The men that I do find attractive are, I quote, like, manly men. I don't find feminine men attractive. I always joke, I said, if you're going to be gay, why would you 
fall in love with a, f- a feminine acting man. If you're going to be, and it's a joke, it's it's not serious by any means. It's just the, the men that I find attractive are masculine men. You know, if you if you're going to be attracted to it, just be with a female, I guess. If you're into very feminine men, there's nothing wrong with feminine men at all. Uh, I just find myself more attracted to the more masculine men. But yeah, I mean. I don't want to say at a young, young age I found men attractive, but uh, it's like I, I like bears, like you know, obviously, um, more of the masculine type. I just at a young age I can't really pinpoint a date. I remember as a kid, as a child, finding uh, Playgirl magazines that my mom, I suppose, had, and I liked looking at those. I don't know. I, I don't know if I really answered your question or if I kind of just went around went around it. How did you figure out you were gay? Well, again, like you, from an early age, I did find men attractive. I remember quite young, I mean, not as an infant, but, you know, as a child, I did find men attractive. I know there was a TV series called The Six Million Dollar Man. And it starred Lee Majors. I remember, I felt, I thought he was attractive when I was a kid, too. And in that show, he was often shirtless or unbuttoned practically to the navel. And I, it was a terrible, terrible, terrible show. But but I enjoyed watching him in it. Yeah. I do recall that I had collected pictures of shirtless men sort of in a secret stash from an early age. And this was before puberty, before I even knew what sex was. Yeah. I I just knew that I liked it. Going to a Catholic parochial school, you were taught that things like that are just terrible. Mm -hmm. Those people are awful. And anybody who was different, you know, was to be avoided. And so I knew, you know, not to, not to be public about it. Um, it took a very long time for for me to accept it and get over all of that and come out. Like you, I knew from an early age. How do you figure out if someone is gay? That's that's a really, like someone else is gay. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really. It, that's a tough question because. People show it in different ways. Uh, like I said, people don't, they're surprised when they find out that I'm gay. Uh, I guess, I don't know, every, every, everybody has their, their stereotypes. Uh, you know, people joke about gaydar. Uh, you know, when you, you know someone's gay, like they, they just, they, you're gaydar, like a radar. Uh, you just pick up on it. I don't know, you just, I, I guess things they do, things they say. You'll catch, they'll look at the same things you look at, kind of. It's just part of their behavior. I, like, this has something to do with it, but it's like, you know, like I'm blowing the amputee. My friends joke that we, they have a nod when I see someone with a, uh, that's disabled or like is an amputee also. Like, uh, we nod to each other, like, yeah, I know, you know, you know, I know, and I know, you know. It's like one of those things. Like, I mean, a few of my friends will pick up on that, like, when, 
whenever I see someone who's an amputee, it's kind of like we're part of a club. <laughs> and we just kind of know what the other's been through. So maybe that, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, uh, you kind of just pick up on it, like I said, by some of the things they do say. I don't know. You, you, there's things that you, you both, I don't know. It's, that's, a, that's a good question, but that's the best way that I could sum it up. How do you determine if someone is gay? Well, I have a little bit of history there. Things were not always as acceptable as they are now. Being gay was very much a secret club. There's an expression that you hear some of the older queer people say, dropping pearls. And dropping pearls means you're having a conversation with someone and they mention uh, a gay bar. You know, they, they may mention three bars and one of them are gay. Mm-hmm. You hear the friend term, the, the term friend of Dorothy, mannerisms, a, a few things. They'll, they'll talk about uh, gay people. And each, each one of those pearls that they drop, uh, eventually you'll, you'll find the whole necklace laying on the floor. Mm. You you just figure it out. Just like subtle hints. Yeah. Uh, I think it can be uh, uh, different now. I think I think you could ask somebody if they were gay and, and get an honest answer. Uh, you might also get a very indignant response of, oh, how, why would you think I'm gay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I don't think it's as bad as it used to be. Yeah, well, I think it's, like we've said, it's become more socially acceptable. Uh, you have people coming out at such an early age now, and they're, they can do that now because it's become socially acceptable. Whereas before, people were, were so afraid to come out. I mean, I didn't even, I was out, but I didn't come out to my, my mom until I was in my 30s because I was afraid of how she would react. I was afraid of being disowned. And looking back, it, it's kind of silly. I know uh, me and my mom are very, very close, and I f- felt bad for a little for a while for not coming out to her that I had this big secret. I wasn't surprised by how she reacted. I should have known that she would love me no matter what, and she uh, she supported me completely. But I regret waiting so long to come out to her. Uh, whereas the the today's youth. Seems you know, and and don't get me wrong. There's probably there's a ton of kids out there that are coming out now, and their parents aren't accepting still in society. But I think uh, that's becoming more the minority instead of the majority. I I think kids coming out now benefit from my generation. Yes, people who came out no matter what the consequences. Because the more people come out, the easier it is, the more accepting society becomes. There's no longer people who say, oh, I don't know a single gay person. Yeah, yeah. There, There's a celebrity, there's a friend, there's a relative, somebody they know is gay. Yeah. And if that person hadn't come out, that person, they... they wouldn't have had a chance to become accepting because nobody nobody allowed them to become accepting. Yeah. I, I think things are much better now. Yeah. 
what um what is gay pride for you? Gay pride, the word pride. Let me give some history on that. In I think 1969 or 1970, there was a parade in New York City, a big gay parade. People and organizations from all over the country and all over the world came to that parade. Sort of a coming out of, of us as gay people. There's something very, very, very empowering about seeing half a million or a million people who are also gay all together. Yeah. And the people who came home from that parade decided they wanted to share that with their own communities. And pretty soon we started having gay pride parades and festivals all over the country. But it wasn't necessarily called gay pride then. One of the, the tenets was we're not going to allow people to shame us anymore. And you can't really call, you can't say, well, I'm going to have a no shame parade. It, you know, it just doesn't ring right. Mm -hmm. So the term pride came up. And I think it was a good term. People now know gay pride is what it is. They don't necessarily know the connection that, you know, that it, it's a denial of shame, but that's that's what its origin is. I go to a gay pride every year, every, every time they have it, whenever I can. It is very, very empowering to be yeah. with a bunch of other gay people. Yeah, I would agree completely with that. What's gay pride for you? Like you just said, it's it's not being ashamed of who you are. Proud of being who you are. But like you said, it's very empowering when you're around a group of people who are just like you, who've, who've dealt with the backhanded comments, the derogatory comments. And, you, and you're there with a group of people just like you. You know, we all have differences. Even though we're gay, we're all different. That You know, you can't just... It's like saying all heterosexual people are the same. They're not. But it's just being proud of who you are, standing and believing who you are, knowing... Knowing that you're you're not uh, you're not alone. You're not alone, and you and you're not doing anything wrong. That you're you're just proud of who you are, and you're proud of the people you love. I think it's great when we do go to these pride events where you see P flag and parents that stand for their their gay children and stuff like that. Uh, you know, they might not understand, but they stand and they're proud of their children. And I think that's very big too. I think that's that's huge. That there is that organization and stuff, and it's it's just like like I said, it's just being proud of who you are, not hiding in a closet, you know, per se. Just being who you are, and just you know, loving who you are. I think that's the big thing about gay pride to me. Just you know, like that, just loving who you are, and being proud of who you are. What made you decide to come out to your mother? I just thought it was about time. Uh, I was in a relationship, uh, I think it was around 10 years. Uh, I was tired of the hiding. I thought it would be, I th really thought she needed to know it was fair to her. I was tired of just referring to that individual as uh, my friend, 
and I, I, I owed her that respect, you know, and, and I needed to because I was tired of living with this big secret. And you I mean, like I said, my mom is a very big part of my life. Uh, even though we're separated by so many miles, she's, she is who I am. She made me who I am and she made me a proud person. And so for years and years and years, I, I hid that from her. And it wasn't fair to me. It wasn't fair to her. So once I did, I remember when I did come out, I was crying my eyes out. And she's like, I'm going to love you no matter what. You're my son. But I remember just bawling. And I felt this huge relief come over me when I finally told her. And I just felt immediately better. And then, like I said, that I was mad that I didn't do it earlier. And she's been completely accepting of it. It just, it, it needed to happen, and I wanted that to happen, and like my only regret is that I didn't do it earlier. Uh, I think a lot of it was made easier because my sister just had her first child. So there was no burden left on me to carry on the name or provide her with a grandchild any longer. So shout out to my sister who made that easier for me. But yeah, that's the main reason I did it, I guess. How about you? What, um, what made you come out to your parents? Or how did you decide to come out to your parents? Well, the burden of not telling them was just too much. It just weighed on me too, too hard. I was in a Star Trek club at that time. And my mother knew some of, the, some of my friends from the club. And they were oh so helpful when my mother said, do you think my son is gay? Because they said, oh, no, 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 he could never be. <laughs> oh, well, he's dated girls. <laughs> and of course they knew, of course they knew I was gay before my mother did. But my mother had her suspicions. She asked them. They told me that she'd asked them. And just keeping the secret it was too much of a burden for me. It's just, it feels like a huge weight, like a huge vest that you carry with like, you. Like, like I'm not carrying a safe on my shoulders anymore. Anymore, yeah. But it's, it's, it's all encompassing. It really feels like you're just wearing this heavy 500 pound jacket that just weighs you down constantly. That's how it felt to me. I imagine it felt the same to you. Well, speaking of grandkids, um, my, uh, my aunt and uncle had 13 kids, I believe 13 kids, all of them girls but one boy. And, of course, my parents just had my sister and I. And I remember my grandmother setting my cousin and I down and saying, it's up to you two boys to pass on the family name. <laughs> well, I remember one Christmas, my cousin, he... He has, uh, he had two daughters. He had his second daughter. And he said, uh, Catholic or no, I got that snipped. Uh, we're not having any more kids. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother looks over at me and I said, well, the family name is dead. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm not having any kids. I remember talking to my mom the one time and she said, well, it's not my name to be carried on anyway. I took your dad's name, so <laughs> we, it's no big deal to me. It's not my name. That's what she pretty much said, so it was kind of funny about that. 
Have you ever had any people treat you poorly after you came out to them? I mean, I mean, immediately after they came out. Well, not yeah. Not, um, most I've been fortunate. Most of the people I came out to, um, they treated me fine. Uh, the people that treated me poorly were some of my old fraternity members. I came out to them. Uh, I remember when I was the president of the fraternity, and uh, I was with my ex, and it's and it was the first relationship I was ever in. And I kind of fell deep for them and all that stuff. But I came back to the fraternity. I moved out. And I remember coming back to the fraternity. I was the president and going down to the basement. And on the basement walls was spray painted, Bill, please don't be a faggot. And I, a week later, resigned from the fraternity. Uh, a lot of those guys, the original guys that I joined the fraternity house with, disowned me. Um, they just, you know, uh, didn't want anything to do with me after I came out. and. At the time, it was uh, it was a hard pill to swallow, but then I realized, you know, hey, if that's how they feel about me, it's better to know now than in the future. So I just I cut my losses, and then the young, the funny thing is, the younger guys in the fraternity house it were completely accepting of me. Someone has come back and apologized for some of the stupid things they do because you're in this machismo uh, male. It's just masculine environment, you know, where that was unheard of. And I know it's more accepting now, but, you know, the the, the true men that I that I were in the fraternity house came back and apologized for their actions and behavior. So, and they were truly apologetic. And then the other ones, I have nothing to do with. And like I said, it's man, eh, their loss, my gain. So they can, they can live the rest of their lives being bigoted and in hate, you know, and, and full of hate or whatever, but I just don't want anything to do with them. Have you had any bad experiences once you came out? Not many. When I came out to my parents, um, I came out to them both at the same time. I, I did not want to go through that twice. They both accepted it badly. I, I have to say they they. they said that that was not a thing that they would have chosen for me. But I do know that I spent weeks, months, years coming to terms with it to myself. I I couldn't expect them in an hour, you know, to... To come around to it? Yeah. Eventually they did. At some point... My parents decided that uh, they finally had the son that they they never had. But for the most part, most people don't really care, I don't think. Yeah. Being gay is not something that I wear on my sleeve, so maybe a lot of people don't know. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, you know, as a grade school or in a Catholic parochial school my visions of how it would be uh, didn't come true. It's not that way for everyone. Uh, I mean, people, some people, they're, they're treated with violence, oh. you know, in, in response. Thrown out of their houses with the, the clothes on their back, you know, or like you said, violence. I, I'm fortunate that I've never had a bad reaction like that. Yeah. Well, and like to say, though, we're both pretty big-sized guys, you know, and I've never had anyone 
turn violent towards me when they found out that I was gay. And I think it's one of the benefits of being over six foot tall. And unfortunately, people have had to deal with that, you know. But me and you were both, we're decent sized individuals. Um, we don't, we're not easily pushed around. Or that, that's true. The people see us and, you know, it's, we're not two that you just walk up to and like, oh, I'm going to start something with them, you know. Yeah. So I think our physical presence has a lot to do, do with deterring someone who would think about violence towards us. When do you think you should come out to someone? I think it comes down to the individual. It's not something to be taken lightly. You know, it's just, you, you come out, you come out. Uh, I think you have to come with the terms of the fact that you are gay and completely accept who you are before you come out. I, but it definitely comes down to the individual. You see some people that come out very young. Some people come out later. You know, I, I came out at a very late age. You know, I was, I was following society's norms. I was going to marry and have kids and all that stuff. Uh, and, and then I decided that it wasn't. And, and I'm happy. Th I wish I did it differently, but I mean, I could have gone along with that. I, you know what I mean? Like I said, not many people. I don't have many gay. I'm not feminine by any means, so I probably could have hit it for years and years and years and, and lived with, with what society wanted me to do. And like I said, that would have been married with kids. But I'm, I'm glad I chose the way that I did it. You know, if I could rewrite it, I'd probably handle it a little bit differently. But like, like you know, it's, it, comes, it really ultimately comes down to the individual when they come out. You know, I don't think there's a certain line like you go, okay, you got to be 20 years old. And you got to be out and proud and da 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 da. No, it's, it's, it, there's so many different things that you're involved with coming out of the closet. Well, I know that you've dated quite a few girls. Mm -hmm. It certainly would have been a possibility you could have ended up marrying one and had kids. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of people who that that happens you know they they feel oh this this woman's going to change me or it's going to complete me or whatever and and end up having kids and much much later come to terms yep. with it do you feel lucky that that didn't happen to you yes yes cuz i think it would have been unfair to the female the, the, you know i would have been living a lie and then my lie would have been pushing into someone else uh, so it would have been very unfair to the woman that I would have married and then the children that, you know, I, I could have possibly had. Uh, so it would have been fair to all individuals involved, including me, you know. Uh, so I'm very fortunate to, to go down the path that I did because, you know, like you said, there's a lot of people who do do that. It's a shame. When do you think someone should come out? Well... I used to run the gay information line here in town, and I've canceled, counseled people on this quite a bit. And I say the time to come out to someone is when the burden of hiding it is greater than the benefits. And uh, maybe straight people don't understand that. If they've, they've never had a burden like that, that they've had to hide. But it does eat away at your soul. Yes. And if if you're if you hide what you are all the time, if you're ashamed of yourself, 
you'll never be a whole person. Mm-hmm. So definitely the time to come out is when the, the burden is too great yeah. to ignore. Yeah. What should you do if you come out to someone and you don't respond very well? Um, it's like bygones be bygones. Let them come to terms with it on their own. You've, you've done your part. You can't change how they feel. Uh, some people are completely accepting of it right away. And, you know, I've gotten the, well, you should have told me earlier. Well, I wasn't ready to tell you. That's why, you know. Uh, the, the burden wasn't there yet. Yeah. And so, I mean, just, you know, because it's, it's going to be a, a big thing. They thought they knew you one way, and then you come out and you tell them something different. So you can't expect them to jump on board right away. If they're truly your friends, they'll completely understand and accepting of you. And it could take them some time, even if they are completely accepting of it, but it they might take them a while to warm up because they might feel like you betrayed them or not betrayed them. Well, yeah, betrayed them or that you just weren't honest from the go with them. But they also have to realize the burden that you did hold, that you were afraid to lose their friendship. But you can't expect them to just immediately throw open arms up and be accepting of it all. You know, expect a lot of questions. It's just, you've got to give them time. You have to give them time. And if they truly are friends of yours, then they'll be accepting of it. You know, they're going to love you no matter what, if they truly, truly are your friends. How have you handled it when someone who doesn't know you very well made an anti-gay joke or comment? In the past, I wouldn't do anything. I would kind of just, like, not say anything or just kind of, like, you know, just kind of chuckle. Now, I... Since I don't come across as a feminine man or, you know, very flamboyant or anything like that, I flat out turn around and look at them and say, oh, that's kind of funny because, you know, I'm, I'm gay. And normally the price on their face, the look on their face is priceless. Like, what in the world? Yeah, because, you know, just because you're gay doesn't mean you have a rainbow stamped on your forehead. So that's just, that's how I generally handle those situations. And then it's it's the the look on their face and then the quiet. After that is priceless. Like, uh, what do I do now? Like, most of the time, that's how they react. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a open mouth and sh- insert, insert foot because yeah, they just don't know what to say anymore. How do you handle those situations? It hasn't happened very often. The the one time that stands out was I was dating a guy and. He brought me to a comedy club, and a comedian started telling some very anti-gay jokes. Uh, I I don't don't remember any of them or anything, but I, I remember feeling very offended. And as you said, I'm a pretty big guy, and I stood up and gave him a look that would will lilies. And that comedian saw me. I mean, he had to see me the way I stood up. And he immediately switched topics in just a (laughs) nanosecond. That's awesome. It was precious. It really was. And, you know, I didn't have to say anything. Fortunately, I guess I'm intimidating enough that words weren't necessary. 
Hmm. That's awesome. I would have loved him in there to see that. That's like the ultimate heckler <laughs> comedy show. <laughs> How do you think people can rid themselves of gay feelings? I don't think they really ever can. No. Uh, uh, feelings are something that you can push down. You, you can push down for a while. Maybe maybe for years but eventually those feelings will resurface and come back harder than ever and it, it's just not good no and anybody who thinks you know they can get over it uh, they're, they're just lying to themselves i agree 100 percent. do you think religious gay conversion therapy would work most of the time, that's done in the name of religion. People, you know, think they can pray away the gay. Yeah. It, it, it does not work. There's been several organizations come and go. In fact, one organization, the, the two guys who ran it, ended up marrying each other. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah. It was, it was called Exodus. That's right. That was here in Kansas, I believe, too. I don't remember that. Hmm. But you can't. You can deny it for a while, maybe years, but it's it's going to it's going to kill your spirit. Yeah, it's going to kill who you are. And everyone really deserves to be their genuine self. I believe that 100%. No matter what society says. Yeah. So, this is your favorite time of the week. What is your favorite joke right now? Do you know why cannibals won't eat clowns? No, why won't cannibals eat why won't cannibals eat clowns? Because they taste funny. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. All cannibals should eat clowns because I hate clowns. So, <laughs> clowns are mean and scary. Well, that's enough talk for now. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. This is Bear. And Kura. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to the Bear and Kura podcast, a production of the Land of Oz Information Services. We can be contacted via email using the address podcast at oz.com. And Oz is spelled A-W-E-S.